and welcome or welcome back to the Selenial Space Podcast, a place where we help you connect to the power within. I am your host, Witchy Ricky, and today we are helping you connect to the power within by connecting with some motherfucking spirits. I'm just kidding, but we are bringing you an interview episode with my Solennial Space partner, cousin, best friend, Madi, and we are talking about ghosts, spirits, and paranormal activity, and basically how to get your power back from these unseen mysterious forces and things that you can do to be able to have a healthy relationship with the energies that are living in your closet and under your bed. (laughs) And we are hoping that this could be, well, this is going to be part of a series, and we're calling it Spooky Series Volume 1, hence the title, and we would actually love to hear from you guys if you have any stories that you can't really make sense of, experiences that you've had that you just want to share and talk about, or if you want advice on things that you should do. We want to open up a safe place for you guys to be able to share. And even if you just have um, something, a story, an experience that happened and you just want to share it out, feel free to share it with us. You can email me at ricky at solennialspace.com. That's ricky, R-I-C-K-I-E. Or you can always DM us on Solennial Space and just say Spooky Series Story or Spooky Series Question or whatever it is that you want to share because we would love to keep these episodes going because we love spirits. Yes, we do. (laughs) So I don't want to do too much talking. That's kind of just the little intro And I just want to get into this interview because it is super interesting. And Madi shares her experience, experiences with ghosts, especially as a child. So like I said, I'm going to stop talking and let's get into this interview. So welcome back to the Selenial Space Podcast, and I have my partner, <laughs> friend, <Yeah>. cousin. Oh my. <laughs> I don't even know what I would call you, but um, all of the above, soul sister, soul family, um, sexy bitch. Madi today and we are talking about spirits, ghosts, and just overall paranormal activity. We're talking about what is it, why does it happen, um, what can you do if you are experiencing a lot of um, 
paranormal activity, you know, with air quotes and seeing shit and hearing shit, why it happens. And yeah, we're just going to talk about some experiences that we've had and shit. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, Madi, you picked this topic. I sent you and Vels multiple topics and you jumped yeah. right away. And you're like, spirits and ghosts. Hi. <laughs> Hi. First of all, um, I love ghosts and ghosts love me. So why not? You know, they have loved me my whole life, unfortunately, <laughs> in the beginning, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, now we're here. True. And so what she means by ghosts love her is that she sees ghosts all the time. They are basically attracted to her whenever she walks into a new house or just a new place. They will mm-hmm. immediately be attracted to her light and then show themselves to her. So maybe you can talk yeah. about like, how, how do they approach you? Um, well, it's different now that I can recognize it, right? I mean, as you know, which they don't know, I literally grew up in a haunted ass house, which was stressful when you are naturally, like you said, they naturally gravitate towards me. I naturally feel the energy, you know? Um, so it's scary when you're a little kid and you're just like, what is going on? There's so much going on in this house. I don't like it. It's actually just, it actually just kind of puts you in a state of anxiety and fear because you don't know what it is. And it's not like I had anybody that I can talk to at the time about it. Um, Cause my parents always were just kind of like making excuses up for it. Like, Oh, haha, it was, it was a win. I'm like, haha, no, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it was, no, it was not. Um, but now obviously like being in this world and like learning about spirituality and all this kind of stuff. And then as obviously as, as you get older, you kind of also let go a little bit of the fear factor behind it. Um, you're able to kind of see things a little bit more rationally. So I'm like, okay, what is, what, why are they attracted to me? Right. And it's like you said, um, my light, you know, I, I think I naturally have just, I was kind of born with this bright light. And, you know, these spirits are in a different realm, basically. So they see, I mean, they do see, they can see what we see, but they kind of are seeing more energetically, right? So if somebody has a big light, like you said, they're going to literally gravitate towards you because you're like, oh my God, I could see this perfectly. This is so clear. I'm going to just zoom right there. So it's just, you know, it's person to person, but, you know, they love me. Yeah. <laughs> and like you said, you were kind of just born like this. And I think that's true for anybody who's like a natural empath or a natural intuitive. Mm-hmm. They are born like this. We all, to a certain level, we all have this ability to be able to um, blur those lines, right, between one realm and another. Um, but like for you, they're hella blurred. Like, <laughs> yeah yeah they're they're out here so um i have never personally seen a ghost or a spirit or an entity an anomaly with my eyes i have always felt them so that's a little bit more clear sentient for me because i can feel them i have felt them touch me i have felt them take Mm -hmm. covers off of me lay down next to me but um i've never seen any and i know you have on multiple multiple occasions especially when you were younger well see the thing is though when I was younger I didn't really necessarily see them but I saw what they were doing if it makes sense 
Okay. Like, um, now, now I'm at a state where I can literally kind of, how do I say it? Like, I can kind of like turn on a filter and able to be see the dimension slash realm that they're in. So I'm able to see them. I'm literally able to see the entity now. But back in the day when I didn't really know how to, I guess, utilize that skill, I would say, when I didn't know how to use it, um, it wasn't necessarily that I was seeing them. I was very much feeling them like you were. I definitely felt it. I definitely felt when, when there was someone in the room, when somebody, when there was a shift in energy, I felt when like somebody would walk into the room. I also would hear a lot. I mean, I remember in my old house, I remember I would always hear somebody like whispering my name in the morning and all this kind of weird stuff. But at my old house that we were saying that was super haunted, there was, the energy there was so strong that I actually saw them like do things, right? Like I saw them, I, you know, you know, the story where we had like the blender turn on and it wasn't plugged in, where we had like the little pizza roller thing fly across the room. Like we had, I, I had a lot of those experiences where like. I remember when I, it was like three in the morning and your TV just turned on like full, loud, full, you know, full volume mm-hmm. and nobody was there. It was like, what the heck is going on? Yeah, it was always stuff like that. Like, we can see the stuff that they were doing, but I didn't have the skills at the time to actually, like, see them, see them. Um, And it's not until, like, now that I'm able to, like, kind of turn on that switch. And I'm like, oh, okay, there you are. That's who's bothering me, you know? But, yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think, well, usually when people will encounter, like, paranormal activity, they usually do, like, get shown that message through um that clear audience of hearing it which is super common of um somebody walking or cabinets closing and shit like that mm-hmm. so i feel like that's the most popular way but yeah there's definitely other ways you actually communicate with these entities that kind of approach you right like to mm-hmm. i mean i do too not not like in a communicate like who are you what are you doing here like but I don't do all that but I yeah, communicate right, and say, right. I know you're here this is not where you belong you are in the wrong realm your energy is not supported or wanted here and I banish you to where you belong you know and that's kind of my extent of communication what how do you communicate it's, kind of, it's similar it's it's honestly it, it well it depends right it's case by case for the most part, I am kind of like you, like, I'm not trying to get that deep, you know what I mean, like, we're not, listen, we're not going to squat up, we ain't going for drinks, all right, like, not to say, not to say that we've never done that, because we have asked (laughs) spirits and entities questions, and have had (laughs) nah, nah, that's you, I don't, listen, I keep it, you know what, I like boundaries, okay, (laughs) I like my boundaries, so leave me alone, so I keep it at, we're not going to be chummy here. We ain't going for drinks. We ain't going to the bar. So listen, you can get out. I see that you're, you know what I mean? Thank you for seeing my light. I appreciate it. Blah, blah, blah. And I, I am always the queen of just like, get out. <laughs> Literally the queen of like, go on your way. Um, I mean, I've done more, I guess in the sense when I've done more communication, it's prob- probably like via shamanic work that I've done because I've had to get like popped which essentially means that like I get an attachment. Um, so basically like a spirit comes in and they kind of start hogging my vessel for a minute here. Um, so I've had to get popped. So 
what essentially you do is kind of like we ship the mice. So then they shot you. You get popped. Did they shoot you? Get popped. No. <laughs> get popped. They, we uh we pop them out basically. <laughs> Gotta get popped. Like a gotta pop them out. Yeah. <laughs> pop out of this vessel sir um so that is a little bit more because um you know my shaman donna she'll kind of like communicate with them and i'm there too so i'm more like the the witness of how she's communicating with them but she'll kind of do it um so we'll essentially like move my energy to the side and then have their energy on the other side and then from there you know we just kind of me and donna come in with a message like listen we have no ill intentions we're just beings of light and love we are just kind of here to tell you that essentially like this is not the right vessel for you and you need to move on do you need help essentially like do you need help transitioning do you need help going to the next step because if you do this is a safe space and we can provide you with the help and the resources to go ahead and like transfer over so we've done that a few times like we've helped a few transfer over my last attachment i think was a guy it's a younger guy i don't remember but obviously, when I'm in this state, I can, I just know stuff. I don't know how to describe, I just know stuff. It's clear cognizance. Yeah, clear right. cognizance is just, you know, that. Yeah. I just know, right, right. So we just, so that's kind of like when we've done the most, like, talking, I guess I, I would say talking, conversing, is that when we literally get into the space of, like, helping them cross over. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk a little bit about that, too, because, I know everybody's first instinct when with paranormal shit and just again metaphysical shit because people a lot of people don't believe in ghosts don't believe in spirits they'll say it's all in your head and um kind of differentiating like okay yeah what is it that's going on let's not meet these weird occurrences with any fear I this is how I've really gone about my interactions with um, any spirits or entities, it's not with fear because I am the one with a vessel, like you said, Mm -hmm. not a vessel. So you really have no power in this physical material reality. It is just that energy there. And even I was telling you the other night that our kettle like kept turning on and off by itself. Mm-hmm. And I didn't meet it with fear or whatever. I didn't banish it because we're in quarantine and we're kind of lonely. So <laughs> spice things up a little bit. <laughs> so, yeah, we're gonna let um, whoever stay a little bit. But the spirits ain't got the Rona. <laughs> we can't get the Rona from them, so they're safe. That's our only safe thing right now. Yeah, so it really is meeting these things not with fear, but of like you said, how can you, how can I help? Do you need help? Do you need Mm -hmm. to cross over? Is it just a residual energy, or you know, really just meet it with that either stern, you need to go, you need to get out of here, um, or with that empathy then of, do you need help? I can help you because you don't belong here. You know, yeah, you can't go you can't go into any interaction with like that plane essentially um with fear right because they know it essentially like they know when there's fear there right these are think about it these are energetic beings and that so is the number a, one right that's a um vibration that we give off fear is yeah, a certain vibration well that's the number one thing they know right like you know like i said like their vision isn't that clear when it comes to our realm they already kind of left it 
yeah, their energy lingers and it can come back and whatnot and it could get attached, but it's not that clear. It'll be more clear if you they get a full attachment, like when they attach to me or something like that, then they'll have clearer vision. But essentially it is kind of blurry. That's why they're attracted to just light beings and all this kind of stuff. So they know when there's that fear element. I know for me, like my room is literally, they're always in here. They, they hang out in here. But I have the kind of light and energy that doesn't have any fear behind it, that they don't bother me. That they know that, like, if I get too rowdy, if I make too much noise, then she's going to tell me to go. <laughs> she's going to tell me to skedaddle. You know what I mean? So they're like, let me just lay low and chill. So that's why, like, you'll see, like, my sister, she'll call whenever I'm out of town. She'll say, she'll say, like, what is going on in your room? Like, anytime you go out of town, your room gets crazy. Like, I hear footsteps, and we just hear people in, like, we just hear as things moving around and shifting and blah, blah, blah. So, and it's so funny because when I'm here, it's all fine. <laughs> they don't care. They're like, oh, we're good. We're good. We got to behave. I leave and it's a party in here. I remember <laughs> one time that we were, we were in your room and then we went downstairs and I remember hearing the door close. And when we were downstairs, we heard the door close again and your dog was barking and nobody had opened and closed the door and let him in there so it was like a weird thing right it was something like that like oh yeah yeah like the dogs were just in here with the door closed yeah and we were like wait all right what happened the door was closed and we left how did you get back yeah you know it was yeah and for reference i have a 12 pound pomeranian so (laughs) he cannot reach yeah he cannot reach the door to open it disclaimer and he's also a little dumb so (laughs) I think that was him yeah so um the advice that I give people if they are a little fearful because it's natural um, right yeah I was scared little scared and you know Mm -hmm. for me I always get that little spark of like ooh, that little like adrenaline or whatever that kicks in it's like oh my gosh something unexplainable happened Ooh, it must be you know whatever yeah but um for people who aren't so comfortable and shit starts happening, and especially I know if people have kids or, you know, whatever, they start really freaking out. So I always say sage and then mm-hmm. just verbally tell right. them that they need to leave in a very stern way. And that's really all you would need to do. Do you, yeah, that's- would you, yeah, what would you recommend? That's, I mean, that's literally what I would say. Like, if it's getting too rowdy and stuff, always just try to sage it out on your own. You know what I mean? Like, grab your sage, hit all the corners, make sure you're kind of, oh, you have a window open so the energy has somewhere to go. And just, you know, when you are going to clean and sage, get into the right, I guess, you know, get into the right mindset, into the right frequency. You don't want to go into it terrified and scared and shaky. Like, you want to go into it confident, but you also want to go into it kind of at a space of love essentially because you don't want to you know what I mean you're trying to be helpful here right you don't want to come off as a threat you're literally just coming off as like listen you don't belong here I'm asking you just to leave you know what I mean and I just kind of hit the room and like anything that is not of love and light please exit and that's kind of what I do I'll kind of anything that is not of love and light please exit the room and just kind of get a little clean there open the window make sure you let everything go out you should be good with that obviously if it's something you know 
won't say evil, but of that nature, then obviously, you know, you do kind of have to like do a little bit more work there and get the big guns because that can happen. Um, but 90% of the time, it's literally just Casper the friendly ghost visiting. Like it ain't not going <laughs> to be anything that bad. You know, it's literally just, you know, like you were talking earlier about residual energy. It's kind of just that, right? Like think of all the people who passed, you know, some people based on how they pass away, they don't necessarily know that they passed. So they do kind of become lost, unfortunately. And they are in this lost space where they're just trying to find something familiar. So that thing that, that is familiar could be, you know, say your house is on the land where they were and all this kind of stuff. Um, that's what's familiar to them. So they're trying to cling on to that. So a lot of times you kind of have to look at it like that. It's just it's just sometimes it's just like innocent souls that are lost. They don't know they passed and they don't necessarily mean harm. They're just trying to like find something for themselves that like, you know, they can attach to. Yeah, definitely. Like they are just lost looking for their home. And right. I think it matters a lot what you say to like what you were saying. If you're not of love and light, please exit. I like to say, mm-hmm. if you're not serving my greatest good, you need to go. Um, so that's another thing that people could say. And it's just a simple little mantra of, yeah, if you're not here to help me, if you're not my ancestor, my angel, you need to please right. go find your home where you belong because it, it ain't here, you know? That's yeah. And, and a lot of, yeah. And I like to do that too, because a lot of times, like if it is getting to the point where you're like, okay, I need to do something. Like, I need to sage my room. It's usually not going to be an angel or ancestor because they know, like, okay, we're not going to, you know what I mean? Like, they know, like, she's not going to connect with me if I'm out here scaring her, making her think that, like, you know, like, the house is bugging. Like, no, they're going to kind of approach you a little different. Like, yeah, like you said, angels and ancestors do want to get your attention. But I personally find that angels and ancestors tend to grab my attention more intuitively as opposed to like, you know how the spirits are, like, well, move things around. I feel like angels and ancestors, when they want a message, is that's when you'll start seeing like the angel numbers and like, they'll start, you know, you'll think of something and then it'll pop up right in front of you. That's, and that's usually for me, just like, okay, I get it. I'll check in with y'all later, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Exactly. They'll leave more little, little tokens if anything than right um, yeah anything to like scare you or whatever yeah you wouldn't you're not scared essentially you're kind of just like oh okay well damn all right like oh my god this is yeah, crazy like it's, it's a synchronicity it's a synchronicity it's a moment of your vibration raising up a little higher so that they can kind of you guys meet in the middle and you could kind of tap in in a little communication there yeah yeah for sure so uh Let's see. I was talking about ghost adventures earlier. I'm not going to lie. I love scary movies in general. I especially love movies about um, any ghosts and stuff like that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I thought you didn't like that. I like ghost stuff. I don't like like bloody glory. You know what I mean? Bloody gore, all that kind of stuff. Oh, like like the crazy murderers and shit. Yeah, like, you know, when you made, took me to see Saw and then I walked out, that. <laughs> Saw is see. not even that bad. No, but it's just disgusting. It's just disgusting. So <laughs> that that's, like, the crap I don't like. But if it's something like, like, one of my favorite movies is The Conjuring. Oh, that's a great movie, though. I know. Or, like, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. I love stuff like that. 
It's just like the gory stuff that I'm like, miss me with that. So let's talk about that because the conjuring, no, I think it's insidious. I think they actually both deal with astral projecting and a um, human getting stuck in the astral and then another entity taking over their vessel. I'm pretty sure Insidious was definitely about That's probably Insidious. Yeah. Yeah. I watched bits and pieces, so I do, I think it is Insidious. Yeah, so Insidious is um, something about that, and I absolutely love that movie because it's the most realistic of what could happen in a scary paranormal movie. That is really a possibility, that you can just go deep into the astral and lose yourself and not know because as you know when you go into an to the astral or when you kind of reach this point in meditation that's called the breakthrough where you no longer it's kind of scary for a second where you no longer have your body your ego you kind of shed that and you are in this infinite space of just space right or just anything you can go anywhere and see anything and anyone and this is how people are able to communicate with different um species of aliens and star seeds and (laughs) energies like Mm -hmm. that and i know with your shaman you guys work on like journeying and doing that and i think that's Mm -hmm. why it's very important to be educated. Maybe you have a shaman that takes you through it first, or if you're following along with a video or something like that, because I think that is a very realistic thing of something that could happen for somebody who's not experienced. And in that movie, in that, in Insidious, it was a little boy. So when he was going into um, his sleep state, the astral, he, he didn't know. He would just go and wander and journey. And then, you know, there are these other entities that would love a human vessel for that right. so, yeah let's talk about that what do you what do you think about that I mean I know, there's a lot to think I'm like give me something in particular <laughs> like okay like do you agree like is that is something that people should be afraid of or not so much or like what do you think um I mean I think it is something to be scared of I think that people shouldn't fear it the most though because I, I mean you know a huge amount of the population doesn't even know how to like doesn't he, I mean first of all a huge amount of the population doesn't even know that they could tap into that let alone even you know what I mean like seek tapping into that a lot of the people you know for me it was it's literally natural like even the first time that I journeyed with my shaman it wasn't difficult like I literally just it, it's like second nature for me I can like leave instantly like it doesn't take a lot all I literally have to do is just close my eyes and visualize the door that's all I do literally close my eyes I visualize the door and then I'm there like you know so it's second nature for me but I feel like for most people it's definitely not going to be second nature like you know we've talked to people and they struggle just with meditation and like reaching that right so I don't think it's something that most people should should be scared of I think that essentially like because you brought up it was a little boy I think that as a parent like if you happen and again it probably would be hard for you to recognize this unless you are really about that life but if you happen to have a child who is special <laughs> you know what I mean like it's very 
yeah intuitive and you kind of notice that you know they say certain things and stuff of that nature then I think in that case it would be important to kind of like teach your child some boundaries and stuff like that I know I've had this conversation with my coworker who has a I think she's three or four her daughter her daughter's three or four but she's very open about seeing ghosts and like her daughter is very open about you know, he said this, and she said that, and blah, 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 and, like, I see him right there, and I can't sleep because they're making too much noise, and blah, 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 and she's a cancer, so she's naturally going to be this little moon child, mm-hmm. um, so I know her daughter is going through that, and my coworker's kind of like, I don't know what to do, and I'm like, well, because she's like, I don't know if she's making this up, and I don't know if it's real, and she's like, well, some of the stuff she says, I'm like, well, this has to be real, like, this is crazy, like, she wouldn't make it up, you know, like, well, I don't know where she's hearing this, so I told her, I'm like, she probably isn't making it up. I'm like, there probably is some stuff that she's making up, obviously, because she's little, you know, and she's going through her imaginary friends stage or whatever. Right. But there is most likely some truth to it. I'm like, she probably is this intuitive little being that is experiencing all this stuff. So I told her, I'm like, I think that it's important that you acknowledge it. Um, and she's, because she does. She's like, she acknowledges it. She, she's an Aquarius, so you know how they are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so she acknowledges it. And I kind of told her, I'm like, and I think it's important that you kind of teach her these techniques to like, essentially, I know she's young, but she needs to ground herself. So I know my coworker did go to the store and buy her some crystals to like keep under her pillow to ground her and to kind of keep some of the energy away. And um, I told her, I'm like, yeah, the next step is just kind of start teaching her boundaries, start teaching her how to like, not let other energy in and just kind of focus on her energy. So I've kind of been helping her with that, actually. I don't even know what to do. Um, so I've kind of been, like, trying to help her with that. So in that case, I would say, like, okay, yeah, it is important to kind of, like, educate your kid and teach them these steps. And just don't take it for granted. Like, you'll know, right? It's your child. You know if your kid's intuitive. Like, you know if your kid's just making up stuff. Like, you're their parent. You know this kind of stuff. You can yeah. tell. You know? So I think in that case, it'd be more more important for you to go ahead and like apply all that and that's like truly a message that I would hope that all parents are able to do is to not repress your child do not tell your child oh you're making it up oh it must be in your head that didn't happen it was a bad dream because I mean you as a person who was never believed was you know like Mm -hmm. hushed and stuff it takes Mm -hmm. a psychological effect on them and an emotional effect on them and so I think yeah. that's such a huge understanding. People put it off and will act like that because of that same fear. So when you're able to understand what the energy mm-hmm. is and how you are really the one with the power and could blow, make it go away with a freaking mm-hmm. sage and some words, then right. you will be able to help and understand when your children start seeing things because they are the most intuitive between birth and I believe it's like five years old or four years old. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something like that. So even that you think that they're young, you think that they'll forget, you think that, um, yeah, like they won't remember, but it really does stick with people as I'm sure you can attest to. Yeah. I remember all the, I mean, the stuff that I went through, like the paranormal stuff in my house, it was probably I think it was looking back on it it wasn't necessarily the best of energy you know what I mean it wasn't because it's powerful it was like powerful stuff in that house like it wasn't just like a little cup moving you know like it was something 
it was the type of energy that can literally like mess with a motor and electricity to turn stuff on and like things of that nature so it was a little stronger um but yeah I was always told just like oh haha no or like I remember we would be like I remember we would be upstairs in the kitchen and we would hear as if my uncle came home like we heard the door opening like we heard the porch we heard the steps we heard the bathroom like we heard him washing his hands at the toilet flush and blah 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 and they'd be like Mari go tell your Theo that the food's ready and I would go down there and there's no one there and it's pitch black and I'm like yeah well this is awkward he's not home <laughs> mm-hmm. and like that it didn't happen just once like that happened maybe probably three times a week that like we would hear something coming in and going into the basement and then we always thought it was my uncle but he was never home like this was this happened all the time or we would be in the basement I remember we would be in the basement and then we would hear upstairs we would hear footsteps we would hear someone walking through the kitchen walking through the living room and I remember like at that point now my uncle was married and his wife I was with his wife in the basement with Claudia and she's like go upstairs like go upstairs and I'm like I ain't going up there <laughs> at that point I was like already 10 I was like I'm not going up there and she's like I'm not going up there either I'm like so see I'm like okay that so it wasn't until I was like 10 that I got some sort of like adult confirmation that I'm not insane because mm-hmm. she was just like yeah I'm not going up there either I'm like okay see see this is what I'm talking about like for years y'all trying to say it's the vents and blah 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 blah. but I'm like we clearly just heard somebody walk into the house Mm. we literally just heard footsteps how are you gonna tell me that and that house I think was a whole shitstorm of different types of energy and spirits because what you're describing of the footsteps and you know just the routine of opening cabinets or going to the bathroom or washing your hands that is residual energy that's like textbook residual energy of um like you said maybe somebody that had passed away that used to live there and that he really loved this house or maybe he didn't know that he was dead or whatever the case may be a part of that energy is kind of just like a broken record it just keeps going and going and going and going again um so it's not necessarily something to um worry about but some of the other crap that went on in that house was yeah fucking just weird scary bizarre things fun it was just creepy yeah yeah it was it was very it was a creepy house like that basement was just creepy like creepy (laughs) those little closets in the basement were just creepy space was creepy (laughs) there's so much about that house that was creepy and then even like upstairs remember the room that I used to like when I was like my last years in the house when I was like a teenager ish that room that they put me in in the corner that room was like stupid haunted I'm like so cold in that room that room was fucking (laughs) freezing yeah you would literally walk into that room and you would literally feel the shift in energy or like you would walk into that room's closet and you would feel the shift in energy it was literally beyond me and it wasn't until remember when I told you that like years later that whole incident with like the um with the what is it I'm like blinking out on the word (laughs) I'm blinking out on the word licuadora (laughs) (laughs) the blender (laughs) the blender there we go I had a moment y'all um 
well that moment like that day with the blender like that shit was so scary that I suppressed a big chunk of it Mm. remember it wasn't until like years later that I was retelling the story that it hit me I'm like wait there was more to this story like I did see something in the backyard staring at me like yeah well I'll just kind of break it real quick so they're like what is this day yeah well that's what Um, I was kind of like alluding to in the beginning when I'm like you sometimes see actual see these uh, yeah it was at one time that's yeah pretty fucked up go ahead sorry (laughs) <laughs> it was well I mean there was like she said fucked up shit from the beginning always whatever but it wasn't anything like that I would say I was necessarily terrified of um you know scary but not terrified um I remember one day in particular everyone had gone to a family party I must have been like mm, probably like 10-ish probably maybe nine whatever nine ten um everyone had gone to a family party and the only people who were home were me and my mom and it all like kind of went in order now that I think about it. But the first thing that happened is we were chilling in the back, kind of by the kitchen area. But like at the time, that room that I told you guys was my bedroom, that creepy room. At the time, my mom used to work out of there. So we would be chilling in there. So we were just kind of chilling there and in the kitchen. And then we heard, first thing we heard was like in the living room, my mom has like this huge picture frame and it just fell on the ground. We're like, okay, well, whatever. You know, at that point, you're not going to, like, you know, whatever. It can happen. It can happen. <laughs> right, the nail could break or whatever. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It could happen. So it fell. And then as we were, wa- we went to go check on it. And then as we're walking through the kitchen, uh, like, going back to that little room, out of out of nowhere, like, the blender just turns on. And it just starts going. Like, the motor in the blender just starts going. And there's nothing in the blender. So then my mom was like, what the hell? Like, turn it off. And I'm like, yo, it's not plugged in. I'm like, what do you mean? It's literally not plugged in. And then it just kind of stopped on its own. And I know in that moment, like, my mom was literally terrified. But she was trying so hard to hold it together because she didn't want to scare me. She was just like, oh, haha, that's weird. Or whatever, right? And then probably like 20 minutes later we go back to the kitchen we're just like sitting down in the table like eating or whatever and those like I told you that roll that like you know when you have pizza dough like one of those rolls and it happened to be a steel one so it's heavy like it was a steel one it was and it was huge it was probably like I don't know 15 inches maybe um it literally like flew across the room like it was on the counter by all the like drying next to the dish rack and it literally not just like rolled over and fell onto the floor like something would right (laughs) it literally like darted like it shot across the room like and hit like the other wall by the table so obviously this is this is like somebody had to literally somebody something had to literally like throw away like with force right because obviously this would naturally just roll onto the floor that is not what it did (laughs) and then I remember like that day um I think following right after that and this is the part that I had forgotten for years and I always like knew this story and I remember this day because it was so terrifying and traumatic but the last part of it probably the scariest that I didn't remember was that like I walked into that little back room where me and my mom used to hang out and what turned into my bedroom and I looked out the window into my backyard and there was this like black entity staring at me it was like this black it was just like an all black figure. And I don't remember if the eyes were red or yellow. 
coming towards I don't know actually it might have been like a weird middle color and it was just staring at me like in the backyard it was just like this weird entity staring at me from the backyard (laughs) and I'm just like all right I remember when you first told me that story of because you had uncovered it with your shaman and you were telling me about what happened and as you were explaining to me I like was taken there and I saw everything clearly and I was like bro that is fucking terrifying like I saw it and then I had all these chills and there like wasn't a doubt in my mind that that is what you had saw and like that was some other shit that was going on in there like evil yeah yeah that's why I said like that house I don't know like I I think there was just a lot of it I don't know if it had some sort of like vortex in there maybe that like was essentially kind of like a door to all this you know what I mean like to all this paranormal paranormal shit I don't know but that house was something else like it literally took such a toll on me mentally growing up that I told you like part of my work like with my shaman was we had to essentially like journey to that house and burn it out because it took such a toll (laughs) because the energy in that house was so bad that like it took such a toll on me Mm -hmm. but that's what I'm saying like if you're you have a little kid and they're coming at you and they're scared and they're claiming this and they're claiming that don't just I mean don't take it for granted you know what I mean like yeah it might sound a little crazy to you but at least even if you don't believe in it at least give them the space to be able to open up to you and to share you know what I mean like And if you want to put whatever your religious beliefs are on top of it and tell them to pray to God and blah, 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 blah. If you want to do that, that's fine. But at least acknowledge it and give them that space to feel safe telling you this so that they don't have to deal with this on their own and not be able to come to you when they're literally in a terrified state because they think that you're going to get upset or you're going to this and that, right? That you're going to make them feel this kind of way. Like at least give your child that space is what my message here. Yeah. And um, I'm going to be a bitch and I'm going to (laughs) say that you should have them practice their power. Like I said, like Mm -hmm. have them put together a sentence. This is also working on their reading and writing and all that bullshit. I'm just kidding. Mm -hmm. All that bullshit. Okay. (laughs) A teacher. A teacher, y'all. But, you know, okay, let's tell it to leave. Let's write a sentence. Mm -hmm. You have to come up with it, honey. But Let's write a sentence and tell it to leave. And then let's go by, it doesn't even have to be sage. It could just be that air element, right? So even just an incense, even just a a candle will do. Let's light this candle, let's tell it to leave. And then significant, blow out the candle. You're gone, okay? So put the power back in them because sometimes I feel there's nothing wrong with praying. Praying is a beautiful, beautiful practice. It's a great way to um, show gratitude. It's just, for me, basically, it's like intentions and words of affirmation for me is praying, you know, and gratitude. But sometimes when they put um, a religious spin on it, it makes you scared. You're praying because you're scared. Yeah, it's a fear element. Instead of, I think that the better thing to do is I think some positive affirmations at that point, like, yes, go ahead and tell your, your child, right? Like, all right, with well, this is scary. I want you to remember like the number one thing is I am safe. 
you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, am I am peace. Protected. Yeah. I am protected and I am loved. You know what I mean? Like to make sure that at least if they are, you know, being messed with by entities and spirits and all that kind of stuff, at least they are able to, you know, raise their vibration essentially by these affirmations because that's what it's doing, right? Because they are going to be more susceptible to this stuff if their vibration is low because now they're in a state of fear and they're in a state of doubt and you're not helping them with that by just ignoring them and telling them that they're crazy and that they're making it up. Like you're not helping them. So kind of give them the technique that, again, like I said, even if you don't believe in it, there is nothing wrong with your kid reciting some positive affirmations. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's not going to do any harm at all. If anything, it's going to do good. Whether you believe it in or not, it's going to do good because your kid's going to be in the right mindset. So just do that, I say. Exactly, exactly. And words carry and hold a vibration. And when we emit those vibrations, we are able to then change the vibrations around us and call in the vibration of protection. I am protected. I am safe. You know, I am guarded. Um, you are sending out that vibration. So yeah, that's what I would say. And even for kids or, you know, just for anybody, if you're like an adult mm-hmm. and <laughs> like scared and shit and finding yourself wanting to pray, you know, just a few positive affirmations, like you said, mantras and shit will, it, it'll be just as fine without the scare, the fear element. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I fucking love this topic i can talk about ghosts and all of the different experiences we've had forever so um, i mean your house was creepy too yeah yeah my house was um it was older i wouldn't say it was creepy because i never really got any negative vibes like yes it was an older house and yes there was like weird energy that house had its own energy the floors everything you went we would hear that I would hear the footsteps upstairs if I was ever in the basement, but mm-hmm. I never got that um, evilness from there. And actually no. the most recent time that I went back to my house, when I walked in the backyard, I told you as soon as I walked in the backyard, it was a still day in the fall. Oh yeah. And as soon as I walked to the backyard, the wind chimes started going crazy and they were it was literally all the spirits and shit that have been on that property helping me back That's yeah, good. yeah exactly it was good and we've always had a good relationship <laughs> sounds funny of but course. i mean i would hardly ever banish anybody you know and unless i literally felt that weird energy <laughs> but i would be like chance he would always be barking at the spirit in my closet i'm like chance leave him alone he's fine like he's not doing anything to you and see now see they like you see mine just kind of were scared of me it's not like this bitch fuck <laughs> let me be quiet <laughs> no yeah I'm they like, like that's me. right that's right yeah we i always kind of um set this, like you said, a, a boundary, a boundary and say, all right, listen, we're not going to mess with each other. If you need me, I'm here. But if you don't need me, you need to fuck off. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, you need to mind your own business mm-hmm. or else I'm going to have to banish your ass. And I mean, that's really never had to happen. Besides when I would just, you know, if I was bored in my room, I'm like, oh, let me, I haven't saved for a while. Let me cleanse, you know, but yeah. Um, well. 
I think I'm going to cut it off there. This is an awesome interview. And I think it would be interesting if people asked any questions, if maybe like go on Selenial Space or maybe we can post it one mm-hmm. day where people can just ask us if you guys have any questions about like Q&A. Yeah, any um, paranormal spirits, if you want to share a weird experience, don't know what to think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to keep doing these episodes with you and because mm-hmm. I like the shit, you love the shit. And yeah, maybe we can help um, shed some light on some of yeah. the listeners' spooky stories. Spooky series. Yeah, yeah. Spooky series? Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> spooky series. <laughs> spooky series. Yeah, on Halloween, we'll tell y'all more stories. Yes, we can dedicate a whole <laughs> Halloween episode of just the scary bullshit we've gone through. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, or have people um, call, you know, leave their stories or whatever. Yes, leave their spooky Because I know y'all got creepy stories, too. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess that's what I'm going to call the episode. It'll be um, Spooky Series, Volume 1. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, thank you, Bruja Marimar. This is awesome. At me. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. Say your say your little thing. Oh no, my millennial space. Come follow on. me there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys want to follow me? Listen, I don't really post witchy stuff on my page, but if y'all want to go ahead and follow, it's at Mari Bar XOS X O X M A R I B A R R X O X. Um, but yeah, you'll catch me on Selenial Space on Sundays and I think Saturdays? Yeah, Saturdays and Sundays. I don't remember. Yeah, so y'all catch me on the weekend, you know, ask me questions, um, you know, quarantine life. So I got time. I yeah. got the time. Hey, maybe since you got the time and you got, you know, the weekends on Selenial Space, maybe you can start um, like a quarantine party like Tory Lane's on Saturday at <laughs> Selenial Space. <laughs> All right, I'm down. Listen, if y'all want to come in and twerk, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> if y'all want to come on and share spooky stories. <laughs> All right, well, thank you guys for listening, and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye, y'all.